I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Christmas is a big deal for my family. And every year I'm this problem they all have to solve. Because I'm always the single one. I think you should come home with me. We can pretend we fell in love after all these years. <laughs> It'll be so easy. My family already asked why we're not just together. All right. <gasps> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Slay Queen Carol? You have to call her Christmas Carol. How did I not know your mom had a holiday-specific drag name? You get a pair, and You get a pair, whoever. Oprah. Oprah. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, of course you guys do that. Your family really wants you to have a relationship. Yes, I know. That's very clear. So my early Christmas present for you is a blind date. I love it. He loves it. You're going. You're going. Where are you going? He's going on a blind date. Like from Grindr? Oh, my God. <laughs> Hello and welcome to A Very Merry Iconic Podcast with me, Danny. And me, Jenna. Hey, Jenna. Hey, Danny. How's it going? Good. I think we need to start off with a little disclaimer. We got a few uh, heated complaints about our Rudolph episode. <laughs> <laughs> the classic that does not age well, but we do. And I'm glad you guys are listening and having feelings. I did. I know people have a lot of feelings and I understand, you know, we do list the episodes as explicit mm-hmm. in iTunes. And when you download the episode, it does say explicit, but some people have reached out to me that is very R rated and uh, <laughs> we do understand that. And we apologize. Uh, we uh, go unfiltered here on a very merry iconic podcast. And so we just give our thoughts and we go in a lot of different directions, but mm-hmm. I never thought our Rudolph episode would be so controversial more than any other episode we've done, Jenna. Exactly. We've talked a lot on this podcast. About a lot of different movies. And that's the oldest piece we've ever covered. <laughs> maybe that's what, maybe maybe that's that's what, what we can't, brought it out in us. <laughs> it did. It's like this old-timey cartoon. <laughs> this 1950s Stop motion. Thing. Yeah. And today on the show, we're going to be talking about a movie called Single All the Way. Mm. Now, I wanted to cover this. We've been trying to cover on the podcast like an LGBTQ movie every year. Last year, we did The Happiest Season, which we loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this year, it's a Netflix movie called Single All the Way. It's got two gay leads as well as gay characters. Like in real life, the actually the the three male leads are gay in real life, and then there are three gay characters in the film. Uh, so it's great representation. I also think it was so super funny. And so yes. this one is one that we like. I know a lot of people are saying, when are you guys going to cover one that you like? Mm-hmm. So here we are. Here we are. Here we are, queer. Yeah. <laughs> I I really love this one. It had me crying like in the halfway point. 
Yeah. It was so sweet. It was cute. And it also <laughs> it had really like, cute. I mean, we're talking about the gay stuff, but it's like we had gay icons in it with Kathy Najimi and Jennifer Coolidge. We're both so good in it. Mm-hmm. And so that was really exciting. So uh, we're going to get into the movie. We also have an interview with Michael Yuri and Philemon Chambers, which aired on my other podcast called Everything Iconic, but I thought we'd air it here so people can listen to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I do want to talk about one thing, a reason for the season, if you will, a gift yeah. to both of us that I we haven't discussed yet. I thought we'd discuss it on air. Oh my gosh. Uh, but there's going to be a part three what? of a movie that we both love, a movie franchise we both <gasps> lo- have come to love. Uh-huh. C-U-M. Magic Mike, Mike 3 is coming out. The Last Dance. Uh, is it called like Last Dance something or something like that? Like that? I'm so excited. Danny, this is the most exciting news, I think, of the year. It feels like it was for us. I agree. And Soderbergh's directing. He yeah, did the first one. He's back and it's going to be on HBO Max so we can watch it from the privacy of our own homes. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah, with any <laughs> number amount of clothing or not. <laughs> I will say though, did you did you see the other ones in theaters or with on you? Home? Yeah, did we see Did we it? see the second? We saw it in the Cinerama or like Oh yeah, Dome. we saw the second one. Yeah. The second one. It brings I mean, I will say I sort of wish it was going to be in theaters and maybe they'll do yes. some special screenings or something oh, that we could go to because please. the first time I saw the first one they showed up. I'm sure I've told this story on the podcast before, but Channing, Joe Manganiello, and Adam Rodriguez showed up to the screening at the Cinema Dome. Oh my God. And I ran to the front like a girl <laughs> at an NSYNC concert in 2001. Like <laughs> I, they got in and they were like drunk and they were wearing these thongs over their jeans. Cool. And they were like presenting the movie, which is a weird thing that happens here in LA. Like if yes. you go to this one theater, which is currently closed, it was called the Arclight. Yeah. But oftentimes stars of the movie would come and present the movie. Mm-hmm. And they showed up to present Magic Mike, the first one. And everybody in the theater fucking lost it because it was opening night. Everyone was already horned up to see him. Mm-hmm. And then they show up and I completely blacked out. Like I <laughs> ran to the front of the room and I was so over the moon excited. And then part two, which I that must have been the one we saw together. Yeah. It's like everyone was just hooting and hollering to the screen. It was the best time. It was a concert. It was a concert. Everyone was screaming. It was interactive. Everyone was dancing. So I hope, I agree with you. I hope that there is a theatrical release. Because it'd be fun to see it with that same energy. And then also to be able to go home and watch it again privately mm-hmm. uh, yes. after you see it on the big screen. Because mm-hmm. then you could have your private time. I can't wait to see what they're, where they're going to go. Because that's the last time we saw they were on the road. Myrtle and then Beach. I think, we yeah, we went to Myrtle Beach. We to Myrtle Beach. I hope Tarzan's still alive. Yeah, I hope know. they're all still with us. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see Matthew McConaughey come back. Me too. And then I still, but I want Jada Pinkett. She was my favorite part. She's I think, so good. Of the, I mean, aside from all the man abs, mm-hmm. I loved Jada Pinkett in the mm-hmm. second one. As like so. the ringmaster at the, you know, sex positive brothel. I was like, that's a Ugh. dream job. I know. I know. And remember like, didn't Andy McDowell, mm-hmm. like, Bang she, job she played like a horned up yeah. woman. Ah, in the South. That. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. one of the best scenes in that whole thing. Uh, now I'm hoping the writing of it is more in line with part two than part one. Part one was mm-hmm. like a little bit snoozy, although I think it had better dance scenes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm going to need them to like mix part one and part two, mm-hmm. but it felt like a Christmas gift to us. So that's why I wanted to talk about it because we both love our Chan. We do. And tis the season. And I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know what, we got to find out where it's filming. Like we got to go somewhere. Do we want to go to Florida? We can we get to Florida. We got to figure it. Holiday road trip. You know, I'm so jealous when Channing does the pony, pony oh, dance in part God. one. I'm so jealous of the extra who got to just lay there and get Channing's junk thrown in her face. Mm-hmm. Like that to me. And she got paid for that. Oh my God. Like that. No one has a better acting job. Mm-hmm. No one on earth. 
I mean, I know the people like to cite the Friends cast as the greatest on-screen job. Yeah. But I actually think that woman, wherever she is. Yeah, totally. She was Probably blessed. here in LA. Right? <laughs> yeah. We got to figure out. And also, Matt and I are moving. So you're here recording. You can see we have boxes and stuff everywhere. But we're going through stuff. And Matt had found an Entertainment Weekly with Channing on the cover, like from the first one. And he's like, why do you still have that? So I was like, leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> Don't it's throw going it in my study in the new house. <laughs> this forbidden room, like the beast. It's do like not. in a glass case. <laughs> just like preserved. Flower. When these pages fall off, I die. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. We need a part three. I, yeah. And it just feels could, complete. Like we're, The countdown is on. Yeah. Did you see the live version? In no, Vegas, you need to go. I didn't. You need to go. That's right. You went. Yeah, yeah. We, I Is it still yeah, happening? It's still happening. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you need to go see it. It's oh, I'll truly magical. Go. I mean. I just love the whole thing. The whole franchise, really, that we're making it. I know this is a Christmas podcast. What are we supposed to be talking about? Oh, single all the oh, way. Oh, single all the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, these are reasons for the season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so single all the way, Jenna. Yes. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on it? Do you have anything uh, that specifically jumps out? Should I should I give my high uh, for the yeah, movie? Yeah, give your high, yeah. My right. high for the movie was Jennifer Coolidge. Now, mm. there was this one scene where... First of all, when she comes in, she just brings the movie alive in a way that we no one else can do. And she does it with every performance. She was just in The White Lotus, which mm-hmm. was critically acclaimed. She did so good. Uh, but when she pops up in this movie, it just has an energy that like no one else could replicate. And everything, every choice she makes, every line reading she has is so bizarre in everything she does. Mm-hmm. And there was that scene where she was teaching the little kids like this uh, drama scene. And I never laughed that hard. I was like crying laughing. It was so funny. <laughs> she was screaming. And the way they introduce her before she's even on screen, they're like, oh, my sister, she, you know, she did some off Broadway, you know? <laughs> so you already know when you meet her that like she really believes that she had this amazing career in New York theatrically. And then she comes back to town and it's, an, it's a mess. Yes. She's so funny. And I love any time they, this is something that happens in a lot of movies, but I'll never get tired of it when it's like that, per, the dramatic person who's not really an actor, but like want, thinks of fancies themselves an actor mm-hmm. or like a local actor who like takes it too seriously, like a theater person. Mm-hmm. They do it in a hundred fucking movies and it's never enough. Like yeah. I always love that kind of character of like, she's, she's theatrical. Screaming. She was <laughs> screaming at them. And like, then she read all the parts at one point. <laughs> That was it. That was the part I was dying. That's, Every part. That's the thing. I would love to watch that be filmed. You yeah. know, about someone losing it on screen. It's like, oh. And it just, she has an improv. And have you ever seen her? We're, we both did the Groundlings yeah, together. Groundlings. Did you ever see her yeah. at the Groundlings? She's mm-hmm. so funny. Like, mm-hmm. I've gotten to see her a couple times on stage. And yeah. it's just bizarre hilarious and absurd character stuff that she does. And I'm so glad she's just like having a moment. And I bet you this movie was so happy they got her because I don't think they would be able to get her now because with the white Mm. Lotus, I feel like it kind of made her career in a different place or whatever. And I, people are saying she's going to be nominated for the Emmy and all that stuff. And I imagine now it's going to be hard to get Jennifer Coolidge, but they got her in this Mm -hmm. Christmas movie Mm -hmm. that was seemingly lowish budget. And, uh, yeah, I loved it. That yeah. was my high of the movie. That's your high? My high is, um, I think Kathy Najimi's, uh, the signs that her whole mm. thing is she makes homemade craft signs <laughs> and they're shellacked all over the home. And I started writing down a couple of them because they're so funny, <laughs> including, um, oh, cause she's reading that, um, LGBTQ book, you know, so she's like educating herself on, there's all these phrases. What happens at grandma's house stays at grandma's house, which I, I was like, 
does it though? (laughs) But then I remember back to my, the first time I ever smoked a cigarette is because we found a pack. My cousins and I did. I was like in seventh grade, found a pack in grandma's purse. So I'm like outing my grandma. Oh my God. Grams. And so I was like, what? And so we went out back by the tree and I remember like, you know, we lit up. No, just with my cousins. And I, but that's something that I was like, oh yeah, I have a watch. What like what happens at grandma's house stays at grandma's house. Cause I don't think I've ever said that out loud until right now. Um, Do you ever do anything illegal at grandma's? No, I, I had both my grandmothers were total opposite sides of the coin. Like mm-hmm. one of them, my mom's mom, she was like a smoker. A I always she would always make me have me make her her highball, which I think back now and it's like that was the weirdest thing. Especially I was home for Thanksgiving and I was thinking about like grandma would come over for the holidays, and she's no longer with us, but she'd be always be like Dan, go make me a highball. Like when and I'd be like seven years old or something, and I knew how to make the highball that grandma liked, like with the ice. She liked a couple ice cubes in it, and it was just like I knew how to make grandma's highball, and no one ever like said anything. That was just the time. It was like yeah, Danny, go make grandma's highball. Yeah. Um. And then my other, my dad's mom was like uber religious and I was really close with her and, but she was like the total opposite, like never said a bad word about anything or anyone and like super, super religious and nice and all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I don't know anything. My grand, my other, my mom's mom, we would gamble with her and make her high balls and all that kind of stuff. But I don't remember anything like, I guess those are sort of illegal. Like she, she would offer <laughs> child like, bartending. <laughs> She would say like go labor. try my highball or something like she would That's say have a sip fun. or something and she would chain smoke like she yeah. would sit and play gin mm-hmm. and just with a cigarette and a highball like she could play the entire day and right before she passed she would spend the days with my mother doing and my mom's straight lace like she doesn't smoke or drink or anything yeah. but she would sit and play cards with her like for, they would play for eight hours ten hours or something that's so my yeah. mom's side is big gamblers too they love mm-hmm. it they're always at the casino. You were just home for Thanksgiving, right? I was. Yeah. yeah how did yeah. your Thanksgiving go? We it should was talk about that fun. for a minute. It yeah. was so nice. Yeah. It's just it's so nice being home in a different climate. You yeah. know, I was down to thirty degrees up in the Pacific Northwest and I was like, Oh, this is different. The snow hits it's, different this time of year. Yeah. The cold weather, yeah, it's nice. It does. Cozy. I dig it. And yours was you were home also. Yeah, I was in yeah. Ohio. It was nice to see family and stuff. It was yeah. quick, but yeah. it was nice. And I didn't get to see everyone uh, I don't know if anyone cares about this, but my my middle brother, his daughter had gotten COVID. So we didn't get to see like that oh. part of the family. Cause they had to, they couldn't come Deal to Thanksgiving and everything. Aww. So, um, that kind of sucked. Not yeah. to, I feel like a downer on this podcast. Oh, yeah. it's okay. It's yeah. <laughs> I just talked about my grandmothers who passed and then <laughs> yeah. the family members who got COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <What>? everyone. <laughs> um, Let's talk about Channing's dick again. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's the only transition I like. Um, uh, but the, oh. speaking of the weather though, in single all the way, I got to yes. say like the, Cozy sets. They Netflix is getting good at that, Jenna. Mm-hmm. We talk about it all the time. Netflix has gotten the Christmas in every part of the screen on this one. Mm-hmm. It really felt good. It, it did felt feel good. good. Like that. What was the Joan Cusack one when she's like <laughs> the tinfoil? Oh my God, Jenna. Let it snow, which Let we covered snow. last year, I That's, think, on the podcast. Yeah. And it's absurd. For those of you who haven't listened, go listen to that episode. But it's a good one. Uh, yeah, Joan Cusack. She, I will put it on again because I wanted to watch it. And Joan Cusack plays like a tinfoil woman, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure name. she's like credited in that. Yes, yeah. that's her her <laughs> character name. She's like, I'll do it. Green light. I'll be there Monday. I put it on, and you know, I always tell you, I'm like, I'm not sure what I've talked about on the microphone or mm-hmm. uh, with the podcast and everything. And I put it on. And I was like, Did Jenna and I cover this movie? And then I saw Joan Cusack in a tinfoil like, hat, and I was like, Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. Um, there was one. Oh, okay. So let's talk about, okay. Peter, the main guy, Michael Yuri, 
fantastic yes. um he has a plant instagram which i love that as a specific <laughs> that he not only is his home a you know terrarium or is that for lizards what's a what do you call a plant a greenhouse uh, yeah a terrarium that's is, is that it lizards? i'm not sure yeah your terrariums for lizards or reptiles unclear but he has um people will tell us in the comments but <laughs> i looked oh. up the instagram account i tried you to did. find it i couldn't find it oh my god i mean by look it up i mean like i briefly open instagram and i think i got distracted <laughs> that counts as research here yeah on the i was like, cl- I was like yeah. research research adjacent yes. like it was like close but i didn't mine is just imdb who was in what together um oh and so then he oh, so he meets that it's like um, when people write us messages about this podcast and they're like did you guys even watch the movie mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, well we were on instagram yeah that's it that's how, that's what we do we had it playing while we were on instagram yeah and um, I do also forget like what I've texted you while watching it. Cause, um, I keep like a running thing, and um, okay, so he he's dating the cardiologist, right? That's at the start. Uh, wait, I have to talk about at the start when we're lights up. Yeah, how it is all gay. Like yeah. all, it's a bunch of gay gays on screen, which mm-hmm. never happens. In that, I talked to Michael Yuri about it, and it's mm-hmm. like was such a rare, amazing thing to see. Totally yeah. the the photo shoot, the influencer photo yeah. shoot of like you know slutty Santas. I was sort of mad, though. This is a little nitpicky, but the Instagram influencers they had, I just wish they were actors. Mm. (laughs) They were real influencers. And God bless them. They're gorgeous men. Good good for them and all that stuff. But I was just thinking, man, it would have been great to have some like gay actors here. Let them get some good work. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Man, I love Matt Bowman. Oh, me too. Oh he's so love hot. Him. Love him. He follows me on Instagram, and I get what? like stressed about it. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm always worried he's going to unfollow. No. Yeah. He never would. I don't. Who knows? He oh. might. Okay. Well, I'll DM him. Okay, please. I've done that before too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. He's oh. on my list of like. Yeah, I would cheat with him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Hall pass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hall pass. Deck yeah. the hall. Deck the hall. Hall's pass. pass. Yeah. <laughs> What's your deck the hall pass? Oh, that's a. Good question. I would probably be like, Channing. Yeah, like, and for all oh, listeners Kurt out there, I think every, we should, Kurt Russell is such a good Kurt Russell's Kurt, it like for sure. new Kurt Russell, Santa Claus, Kurt Russell, or like overboard, any or Captain. We've talked Captain, Captain Ron. Ron. Oh, Captain Ron, Ron for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. But then I think everyone out there, all the listeners, they should think of their deck the hall pass, mm-hmm. and that is the person that you would sleep with no matter what, no yeah. questions asked. Sound off you, in the comments too. Let's yeah, do that in the comments. Deck dick the, the hall. Deck the hall. <laughs> dick the hall pass. <laughs> dick the Who's your dick? <laughs> Who's your dick for the whole bit? Yeah, it's important. Like it is. where no questions asked, you wouldn't feel not even an ounce of badness or hesitation. Mm-hmm. You would just go in and do it. Just do it. Yeah, and then you would finish, and you'd be like, "I'm glad I did that." You wouldn't feel not a tinge of guilt or anything. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm going or, home to my family now. I feel great about myself. Right, you go right home to your <laughs> husband and kids. Yes, exactly. You get that dick, and you go right home to the hubby. <laughs> and you let them know you just did yeah, it and you're yeah, proud of it. Yeah. And then nothing happens. Yeah. You live happily ever after with your hubby. I support that. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, um, okay, wait. Oh, so, so I interrupted oh, yeah, you. No, no. You're right. Because at the start, he's seen that cardiologist guy, mm-hmm. right? Who turns out to be married with oh, children. I, I know. Yeah. So that dick. was like, okay, dude, what? Yeah. Um, he also did this thing that I dated a guy briefly who, you know, when, um, Peter's trying to talk, you know, he's trying to, he's rambling over by the trees at that party and the cardiologist keeps cutting him off by kissing him. Mm, like mm. I went on a date like that where I just thought, oh my gosh, this guy can't resist me. But he just didn't like my stories. Oh. <laughs> and so I just would keep telling them How by like he? drink number yeah, two. Yeah. I was just like, I'm not going to stop talking. Right. So we had a now good laugh over that full stand up set. 
Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it was so funny. I was like, th- so I, when I saw someone do that, I was like, oh, I bet the writer experienced that because it's a real move people do. Oh, I've never done that. I've never noticed. I've never had that before. Oh my gosh. I guess all my stories are just super interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Touche. <laughs> and I was like, blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, yeah, so I've definitely been on dates before, though, where it's been like the Charlie Brown thing where you just hear all you're hearing is like, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Charlie Brown teacher noise. Yeah. Was that the noise they made? What wah, is wah, the, wah, 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 like that. Yeah. I'm going to think Muppet Babies. Or did she have a voice? Na- Wait, Nanny on the Muppet Babies, you hear her voice, but you don't mm. see her face. Just the her, shoes. Her stockings. Yeah. You just see the legs. Yeah. Showing a lot of leg on the Muppet Babies. A lot of leg. A lot of leg. Sensor. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. So that that was a blow. I don't know. I just love the premise of this, too, because yeah. I think back to what we're talking about with um, Happiest Season, you know, it wasn't about go- bringing someone home to the holidays that they don't know is you know out and proud which i thought i loved that that this was just that situation Yeah, there was no coming out i think that was important and also luke mcfarland's character like the uh the hot guy you know like the not the friend james yes so he like the one who lived in the town Mm -hmm. he was on the show brothers and sisters too which i've always been in love with this Mm -hmm. man but he played scotty on brothers and sisters and was just like that was a really important gay show for me Mm -hmm. because it came on and i watched it with my mother Mm. and it was like the first time i remember watching something with my mom where it was like she saw gay characters on screen and i would like watch her to see how she would react it was before i came out anyway uh luke mcfarlane who's so hot now and he's going to be in that new movie bros which is the first universal studios so universal it's the first major motion picture or studio released lgbtq rom-com so it's going to be in theaters it's like a big deal oh my gosh um and he's in it with billy eichner he's like the (gasps) other male lead but so he's super hot so i'm super happy he's he's doing well and whatever Mm -hmm. and he's comes from hallmark too previously Mm. he was always playing straight on hallmark so i'm so glad that now he's playing gay in this movie and the other one uh and then what was i going to say about him oh i like that the movie didn't make him a villain 100%. Because it seems like it would have, most movies would have just made that character a villain so that we don't like him and we want him to be with the other guy. But they just were like, no, we want, we like him too. I had two good choices, which I think is more, Realistic. um, which is also a very hallmark thing too, you know, but then it's always the hotshot lawyer or land developer that wants to blaze the tree farm, you know? And so <laughs> I, I do like that because I feel like we have that experience in real life, you know? I mean, I know I have all these like, Top A quality guys that I have to pick from. Yeah, I'm you totally do. kidding. No, yeah, actually, you do. I kind of you do right have now. some good A quality. I have some good ones right Man now. Meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Ring I by think. spring. No, I'm just kidding, guys. Yeah. No, but really, actually. Oh my God. Is that a saying? Ring by spring? How, yeah. People oh, used to say that, that in college. Oh, in my college. I uh, always think of uh, Does the Ring Mean a Thing as a song from the Housewives. Oh, Did yes. the ring didn't mean a thing. And my vocals sound exactly like the housewife who sang it, by the way. Was it Countess? It's Kim Zolciak. Oh, that one. Okay. By the way, also, I'm packing, and I found you had gotten me Countess Luann's mm-hmm. crown. Yes. And I have it in my office, and I was packing, and it's like this old princess crown. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, yes. I have, and Matt was like, what is that? I was like, oh, that's Countess Luann's. Jenna gave it to me. Or yeah. So. <laughs> From that I, event that she was like on the, the chair for. That was so funny. Oh, uh, yeah. So she, and speaking of holidays, bringing it back to holidays, Countess Luann is on tour for a holiday show. Oh, good. Somehow that's happening. Yeah. Is yeah, she still, is she married to the Count? No, she, um... You know, she got divorced from the count, and then she married a man named Tom who cheated on her. Then she got arrested in Miami Beach 
for assaulting a police officer after she went into somebody else's hotel room that wasn't her own. Uh, and then she... Which is hard to do because you have keys. Do. Yeah, she somehow got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. And then she got sober. And now I don't think she... She was dated an agent for a while. And now I think she's single. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I think she was married two or three times. All right. Yeah. But so she's touring the country goals. now. So she's good <laughs> as gold. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I dig that. Oh, there was that cute scene when they're drinking those um, peppermint or candy cane lattes. The dual spit takes was so funny. I just love that as a trope in all movies. I write it into every script. There's always a moment where someone has a mouthful of something and they just spew it out. <laughs> that just doesn't get right. old for me. Right. right. I liked it, but it was a hot latte for both of these. I'm like, that probably didn't feel good. You know, the trope that I always like in a comedy that mm-hmm. never fails to make me laugh. Yeah. And I'm sure I've mentioned this somewhere before, but I love when, okay, so you see, let's say you see people sitting on a couch and behind them is a window. I like when you see a dummy falling from the sky <laughs> out of the window and it's like supposed to be another character but it's so clearly a dummy do you know what i'm saying yes, yes it's like i i live and then and then all of a sudden like the actual actor stands up but it was like and they're like oh man i just fell yeah but like we saw the dummy fall oh and it doesn't it even have like me. a real human shape yeah, you know? like the, it's just the dummies' arms and everything are flying. They used to do it on like Married with Children and like other, you know, sitcoms mm-hmm. used to do it. Home Improvement. I, I'll never forget like Al Bundy like fell from the roof. I think it was on a Christmas episode too. I think you, maybe somebody or maybe it was Santa or Al Bundy or someone fell from the, roof. the rooftop. Yeah. And you just saw the dummy falling and then the human got up. Yeah. And it, like cracks me up every time. Like I get like a little kid and just like, or like a monkey clapping his hands. I'm like, yes, yeah. I love that. And then they've never improved. That's not like technology that they've gotten better at. They're yeah. like, guys, let's get a silicone mannequin. Let's get some, you know, real sounds out of this thing. And it like, goes no, back to our conversation about practical effects. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that bit we with CGI. We cover all the things. Yeah, you exactly. Yeah. Exactly. A bunch of episodes ago, the Santa Claus episode. Yeah, we did an episode all about practical effects with mm-hmm. Alec Gillis. Alec Gillis. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he was great. And he, suit. we talked a lot about how uh, practical effects are very important. And nowadays, every movie's fucking CGI. But you can't do that bit with CGI. Mm-hmm. You need a dummy. You need a dummy. You need a dummy. Uh, okay, wait. Uh, we also have to talk about in single all the way the musician they took a page from old school and they hired the band who the guy is married to kathy najimi yeah it's called like the dan band i hope i'm saying is it kathy najimi or najimi i thought it was najimi but i could be very wrong i think you might be right she was on my other show if anyone wants to listen she was on everything iconic she's like and it was early in the pandemic and i think i cried to her at one point oh (laughs) yeah she was so warm and nice and lovely but she was great because I think, remember the only fast fact I had about her is that she, in one year, 95, she did, what was it, Hocus Pocus, Sister, Sister Act, Act, and Sister Act 2, that same exact time frame, she married that guy. Oh she God. was busy for two years. Busy. How can you have a wedding and do three major motion pictures? She's booked and busy. She's amazing. I love her. Yeah. So, yeah, her husband is the Dan Brown Band. Mm-hmm. Dan Brown isn't, wait, is it Dan Brown? I think it's just the Dan Band. Oh, Dan Brown is the author of Da Vinci Code. Oh, yeah, which... We should do a spinoff on that. That's technically a holiday movie because <laughs> it's in the winter time. <laughs> I'd like the. <laughs> I'd also like the author of the Da Vinci Code to also have a band. 
Yes, yeah. And just in his garage. Yeah, There's garage, stacks yeah. of unsold books. You never know. A lot of these older white men who are actors and performers and stuff like that suddenly find out uh, Kiefer Sutherland's in a band. Mm-hmm. And you're like, when did that happen? Yeah. So we might find out Dan Brown, author Da Vinci Cone, maybe is touring. Mm-hmm. Kevin Bacon's around the country. Russell Crowe. Yeah. yeah. We find out. Sometimes Jared he's Leno. in an interview. We I'm watching Kelly Clarkson's show and Russell Crowe's talking about touring the country. I'm like, when the fuck did that happen? Yeah. Gosh, midlife crises. <laughs> Unrealized dreams I would do it, realized. Though. I would totally, if I had the power, if I was like, you know, it's just some big movie star like Russell Crowe or something, and then I had the power to just start a band and tour and successfully, I would yeah. do it. Oh, yeah. We saw Maya Rudolph at the Troubadour that one time oh, for yeah. her for, Prince cover band. Yeah, she's Princess. in, a, she's in a, a band called Princesses, Hilarious. if anyone's interested and you're able to see her on there. Oh, my God. Wait, also... We could talk about this on another episode, but Anna Gasteyer, she d- came out with a holiday album last year. It's called Sugar and Booze, and it's really oh. good. I just want to recommend it. We can talk about it in detail in another episode, but it's really good. She's okay, so sing great. all the way. Any oh, other, yeah. What are um, other thoughts? Oh, I liked it when Kathy was introducing um, our main guy, Peter, to James at the Spin Studio. She's like, oh, he's an Aquarius. And like, isn't my son handsome and perfect? Like, she was so cute as the matchmaker yeah you know i really wish it was that easy to meet someone quality like you just have like the mom just sets it up yeah she reminded me very much of my mother linda like she had that same kind of vibe Mm -hmm. i thought she played it perfectly and that's a hard Mm -hmm. role to play i think some it's it's sometimes overplayed that that sort of midwestern mom thing yeah overreaching overreaching you know uh the movie just friends with ryan reynolds there's the mom character who's like so overboard it's funny like she does it she just is so absurd it's funny but i feel like it's hard to find that sweet spot and kathy really found the sweet spot Mm -hmm. and they let i felt like she got to be warmly funny and then jennifer coolidge as her sister got to be like quirky weird crazy yeah lunatic yeah Losing it on the pageant. I also just like the, they do a holiday pageant, like just this family puts it on. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, no one, there's mm-hmm. not auditions. It's just, right. you know. Uh, it's and cute. Philemon Chambers, who was the other male, like the romantic interest, who's so hot. And Very I could, handsome. Every time I was looking at him, wait, he reminded me of, some, he looked sort of like someone. Like a little, like, there was one angle where I was like, he looked just like Michael B. Jordan. Mm, like mm-hmm. there was one shot or, but yeah, very handsome. And he's like a newcomer. Cause I, and uh, I'll play the interview yeah. for you guys, but he's like new. And I'm glad, uh, we got him in this movie. Cause I thought it was great and yeah. cute and warm. And I think that's hard to do too, to have the chemistry. I felt like they had ke- good chemistry, mm-hmm. you know? And there's like a three way of chemistry all around. And I genuinely was like, okay, I, I like that. It went where it did. I didn't see it coming. I mean, you kind of do because you're like, okay, they're going to end up its best friends. But I I like that it, they earned it. You yeah. know, not a lot of movies, they don't earn the endings. Yeah. You know, this is a little inside inside Hollywood. And it was script just, shit. But, <laughs> script yeah. Shit. It just was warm, friendly, holiday-y. Mm-hmm. To me, this like encapsulate all the things about like putting it on while I'm baking cookies kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like I, it just had all of those elements that I love. And uh Yeah. And I think the dad was really, well, we haven't mentioned his dad yet. There was one moment when they were talking about HGTV and he's like, I thought that meant homosexual gay TV. And then there's like the moment where they're like, well, I mean, it kind of does. You know what? Like, that's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. The dad was cute. He like was they cute. were all, yeah. And I like that none of them, none of it was like judging the gays. No, like exactly. it was like, we're past that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. And I hope, um, you know, every holiday season we do this podcast, we're going to have to cover an LGBTQ one because I think it's important. And it's so, I can't overstate how important it is to get these now because mm-hmm. for so many years I've been saying, 
we need these. And now everyone is dipping their toe in and it's pretty amazing to watch and see. So I'm grateful. Yeah. And I'm only uh, hoping and praying that not only next year will we get a Magic Mike Part 3, but we'll get another LGBTQ rom-com holiday movie with also iconic uh, female actresses that we all know and love who are gay icons. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. And I would love to see, in White Lotus, Jennifer Coolidge was flirting with, she had like this romantic relationship with this man. And I would love to see a full Jennifer Coolidge rom-com where she's not the sidekick or something. No, the weird she's sister. The, she's the weird lead. Like, mm-hmm. let's get her as the lead. Yeah. Oh. Like navigating the dating pool in her, I don't know, 60s, 50s? Yeah. How old yeah. Is she's 50, I don't know. I mean, 40s or 50s. In the twilight. Actually, right? Yeah. 50s? Yeah. Do you know she's related to Calvin Coolidge, to that family? No, is she, is she really? Yeah, like a descendant. No way. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Wait, I know this is terrible of me, but wait, who's Calvin Coolidge? I know the name. I think was he a president? <laughs> he was a president? Yeah. I should know that. I think People so. are going to be... <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Comments yeah, are going to be I, pro- I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I not think that so. that stupid, but I, I feel like I'm not sure. It's hard to keep track of everything. Let's be It's real. a lot in my brain. And yeah. Jennifer Coolidge is 60 years old exactly. Wow. I thought she was like oh, maybe yeah, even okay. 40s. Yeah. Good for her. Um, we love good. her. We uh, do. And I guess we'll, we can sign off with one of my other favorite signs from Kathy's house that she made. Always be kind to yourself. Right. <laughs> you know, I just told my mom when I was home for the holidays because I was looking around her house and I was like, Mom, we got to get rid of a lot of the signage because she's, my mom, she's like, oh, I re-, she, she just realized that, but she has a lot of the signs around the house. She has gather everywhere. And then it says like, this is the kitchen in the kitchen. And no. it's like, we know we're in the kitchen. Like, <laughs> this is the mom's kitchen, kitchen or something like mm-hmm. that. And it's like, Mom, you need to stop. And so she, even as I told her, she realized it. She's like, you know, I know I've been thinking about that. She's like, I'm going to get rid of it. Yeah. Because she's got some signage in there. And it's a, it's a, a thing, a problem that's placed, plagued our whole uh, world. Mm-hmm. You, know, you go into home goods. It started with live, laugh, love. Well, right? I think that live, was laugh, the love. impetus of all the signage. And I'll tell you what the nail in the coffin was. The Ray Dunn. Ray Dunn at, do you know who Ray Dunn is? No. Home Goods, if you, or <laughs> TJ Maxx. There's this designer, or I guess it's called a designer. It's a person, Ray Dunn, a line of goods. And everything they have, it's like labeled. So you can buy like a coffee mug that says mom, or you can buy a pen that says office. Like everything is fucking labeled. And no. it's the same fucking font in the same look. There was a time where people would like line up for Ray Dunn. Like it was a crazy kind of thing. So that's really funny. Anyway, uh, Jenna, I'm going to play our interview with Michael Yuri and uh, Philemon Chambers, Mm -hmm. who star in Single All the Way. I hope everyone enjoys this chat. I played it on my Everything Iconic podcast, Mm -hmm. but I thought it's holiday. We need to play it here as well. Is it on Netflix? It's on Netflix now. You can watch it. Uh, and then uh, I want to also encourage everyone to check out everythingiconic.store. We have these holiday t-shirts that are limited that say a very merry iconic Christmas or have a very merry iconic Christmas. Um, I cut mine into a crop top. I know yours is super cute <laughs> as a crop top. I know. I have a funny Tis crop top story from Thanksgiving that I need to tell you. We'll oh. talk about it on another episode. Okay. But uh, Yes. Uh, merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. We'll leave you with this. Check out everythingiconic.store. Pre-order my book. Jenna on social media. You are? At Jenna.Brister. And I'm at Danny Pellegrino. And then follow a very merry iconic podcast on Instagram for all updates. We love you. Uh, Merry Christmas. Love you. Happy holidays. Oh, and one more thing I want to say. If you want to watch this interview, I'll put it up on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino on the number one. Okay. Love you. Bye. Merry Christmas. Bye. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Well, Lehman, we'll start with you. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm really good. Um, I am happy to be here chatting with you and also happy to be seeing this, this gentleman that's on the screen. I need to know if you were a fan of the genre before jumping into this movie. Yes. Big fan. Big fan. Okay. What's the favorite? Okay. I'm a sucker for, um, I forget the name. It's the one with Ryan Reynolds when he goes home. Um, and he was like the, the big kid. Just friends. Just Just friends. friends. Yeah. Yeah. Also one of the greatest Anna Ferris performances of all time in that movie. It's, it's Mm -hmm. so good. It's It's got single all the way vibes and and Michael, you have to see it. Michael, how are you doing today? And also, I want to talk about gay representation in this genre. We were talking a little bit before we get on here, but I want to know why from you, it's so important that we get these movies. Thank you. I'm doing very well today. Any day talking about single all the way is a good day. Um, And I'm very happy to see Philemon and I love your hat, Danny. Um, Yeah, representation matters. So I, I feel like representation matters. Queer people love Christmas. Um, and queer people already watch straight people celebrate Christmas and their rom-coms. I think it was high time that we started making our own. So in the last couple of years, it's, it's happening and that representation, uh, is great. And I'm super proud to be, uh, alongside Philemon and Luke McFarlane and all of our gay icons, um, in this movie pioneering, Netflix's first gay holiday rom-com. You don't get much bigger than Netflix. Uh, we're going to be in uh, hundreds of millions of homes, and which is crazy. And we're going to be spreading Christmas joy, but also a homophobia-free world. Um, a, a, a family that doesn't judge their son for being gay, loves their son unconditionally, loves the the, the best friend that uh, he brings home unconditionally. And um, and, and the humor and the, the, the conflict and the romance all come from a place of uh, of acceptance of um, of and of homophobia, free conflict, love. Wait, wait, what did I say? <laughs> they all come, all of the, all the conflict comes from a place of, of, of no shame, of a place where, where everyone is accepted. They came out of the closet in another, in another, in a prequel. Long in another ago. movie, which we, that was revolutionary to me that that's not a plot point in this movie. And I also got to say like that first scene, Michael, your character is working and 
there were a handful of gay characters on screen as it opened. And I, it was truly like, I don't know if people realize kind of how oftentimes if we do get a gay rom-com or something, it's like we have the two gay leads and that's about it, right? Like they're, the other characters have to be straight. And it was like lights up. There's a bunch of gays on screen and I loved it. And it, it was pretty yeah. mind blowing in a lot of ways. And I don't know if people, unless they follow this genre and the hallmark and lifetime of it all really can understand what that means. Right. I mean, we open on a photo shoot. My character is, is supervising a photo shoot of, of Instagays, these actual gay Instagram stars. And um, the, the, the first scene has four speaking parts, two Instagram stars, their agent and me, and all of us are gay. Um, and we shot that relatively late in the movie. And uh, Adam, Cap- Adam Capriola, who plays the agent, He's a Montreal, a wonderful Montreal actor who uh, came to our movie for a few days late in the shoot. He said, it's so cool being on this set. He said to me, like, this is wild. All the people in power are are gay. (laughs) Our executive producer and writer, Chad Hodge, is gay. Michael Mayer, um, who directed the film, is gay. Numbered one, two, and three on the call sheet were gay. Um, and, and, And... We'd gotten used to it. It was really great. I mean, but it's true. Like, it's yeah. true, especially on a Christmas movie. Everybody, every, it was a completely safe space. I want to go through some holiday movies that we all love, and I'm sure you guys have seen before. And I just want to get your takes. The first one is one of my all-time favorites. It's sort of an underrated gem. And I'm curious if either of you have seen it. It's called The Diva's Christmas Carol. Michael, it's with your former Ugly Betty co-star, Vanessa Williams, we love. Have you guys seen it? And if you have, like, are there any thoughts about it? Of course. Of course I've seen it. I mean, my gosh. Is there a better Scrooge than Vanessa Williams? No, there isn't. I mean, a close second would be Michael Caine in A Muppet Christmas Carol. And, and then, you know, a, a resounding third would be uh, Bill Murray and Scrooge. But but no, Vanessa Williams in A Diva's Christmas Carol for VH1 is the ultimate <laughs> version of A Christmas Carol. And and it, it, it gave us Vanessa Williams, who I know very well and who is not a diva in real life or not a diva in the ways in which we assume a diva is it gave her finally gave her uh, 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 the outlet to, to play that incredible kind of character that she does so, so well. So yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a good movie. Michael, I need you to reach out to Vanessa and try to get the music from that movie on streaming because there's a song oh. she has in that movie called Heartquake that is not available on streaming. There's like really bootleg versions of it online but I need Heartquake on streaming. That's been my like goal this holiday season. I've been asking everyone who has any access to Vanessa Williams or that film. Uh, we need Heartquake. Kiki Palmer was just on the show and we're trying to start a grassroots campaign to get Heartquake streaming. I love that. Okay, um, I'll text her. Um, she, what she should do is she should do a Christmas album and put it on her album. I know. I know. We need it. What's your stance, Danny? I'm sorry. I, 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 know, I know you're interviewing me, but what's your stance on um, Christmas movies that are not traditional Christmas movies like Die Hard or Batman Returns? To me, Batman Returns is a Christmas movie, one of my favorites. And I also think mm-hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer, of course, in that role of Catwoman is like one of the greatest female performances of all time and should have won an Academy Award like that movie 
flawless chef's kiss. Die Hard to me, like I like Die Hard, but it doesn't, I know that's like, you know, straight guys love to say that's a Christmas movie. And I suppose it's set around Christmas, but I just don't connect with it in the same way, I should say. It doesn't have holiday, doesn't have the same holiday magic that uh, that Batman Returns has. And also, I mean, I would argue that Batman Returns is not just a, a Christmas movie. It's a gay Christmas movie. Totally. Totally. I was just talking to two, uh, <laughs> I was just going to say two lesbians. They host a, a podcast that's about being lesbians. That's why I was going <laughs> to state them that way. But they were saying it's the first lesbian Christmas movie um, <laughs> because of Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, yes, I love that movie. The, the single all the way, one of the things I love about it is these gay icons, which I know, Michael, you had mentioned before. And there's a scene with Jennifer Coolidge, which I'm not going to spoil, but I'm just going to say, like, I literally had tears in my eyes laughing. Like, it's, it's, she's, doing a play. I'll say that. And it was just so funny. And I wondered, um, do either of you have any stories or what was it like working with Kathy Najimi and, and Jennifer Coolidge, who we all just love. They're the best. So good. So great. Uh, Jennifer, uh, you know, going into it, you're like, okay, you're going to work with Jennifer Coolidge. I'm like, okay, okay. Let me see how she is in real life and how she is in real life is that, but just completely different because you'll never know what you're getting from Jennifer. She is literally, she, she's so quick, like her approach and then um, working with Kathy. She's so sweet. She is so sweet, so nice, so kind. Um, I mean, even with Barry Bostwick, Jennifer Robertson, um, they're just honestly gems uh, will make you laugh and make you pee your pants. All of them, literally. I had a great time. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge, I could barely keep a straight face during a take. Catherine and Jimmy, I was just like, oh, my God, you're just royalty and an icon. I don't know what to do. Barry Bostwick, I'm like, Rocky Horror Picture Show. I just kept on singing like, let's do the time warp. <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was so much fun. So much fun. Yeah, you couldn't really, I mean, like, like everywhere you turned some days, it was like there were just gay icons all over the place. And how nobody ever thought to cast Kathy and Jennifer as sisters before is crazy to me. They're like so good as sisters. They, 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 they have such, such a similar energy, even though they're also very, like, you could feel like, you feel like they grew up in the same house. Um, and one of the things about Jennifer that was like, like what Philemon said is true. Like she constantly surprised you and and she would never really stop. Like you really had to stop her. You had to call cut. And whenever they would call cut, we would all laugh, especially her. But I always thought whenever they call cut, no, don't. Yeah. <laughs> you go, no, no, don't cut. Keep rolling. Let's see what else. Who knows? I mean, could there's a whole movie of just her. There is she, her line reading in everything she does, but it's always so unexpected and she can just take a word and, and make it funny. It's, it's really a delight to watch. Uh, Michael, I was looking at your IMDb page today and you were in a, I was the one and you were in a movie or you were in a TV show that I have to ask you, just tell me everything about working on MTV's undressed. (laughs) (laughs) Because that was a show that when I was in, I guess, around high school or something, it was like sneak in the parents' basement. One of the only shows that really also had gay characters on it. But it was so scandalous when I watched it. And it was like sneaking in the basement time to watch it. I will say, to my knowledge, 
I never did undressed. <gasps> why is it on there? I, I don't know why it's on there. It's always been on there. And I have no idea how it got there. I've never, been, I never, I was never on undressed. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's somebody who looks like me. And, and so I got, I got their, I got their credit. I really, I have no idea how that happened. Isn't that weird? That is weird. And I love it. And uh, have you ever watched undressed? No, I never watched it. I never, I never watched it. But, but my partner loved it, like you. It, my, my partner Ryan loved it, like you. And that was one of the first things when we first started dating. He wanted to talk about. I was like, oh, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. But I, 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 it's still there. I'll take it. Hey, I'll take it. Right, right. Um, and if there are any residuals, I will take those as well. But. Um, but no, that wasn't me. I think I read that they're rebooting it. So maybe we'll get you on the reboot at some point or something. Uh, <laughs> Michael, you've been in this industry forever. And I wonder what's your take on sort of the evolution of gay representation on screen? I mean, your co-star Luke McFarlane, I know he's starring in this big universal romantic comedy with Billy Eichner, which is so exciting. And and Luke is stunningly gorgeous and all of those things. He seems like a really genuine guy but um what's your take on sort of the evolution of gay representation from when you started to where it is now like have you been able to feel and notice the momentum and things changing does that make sense uh it makes it totally makes sense and it's and and i have been able to notice it um luke and i actually were classmates at juilliard so i've known luke for like 20 years and we um graduated together i when ugly betty first came on he was he started on brothers and sisters. It happened at the same time, same network, both gay. Uh, you know, both of us were playing gay. And, um, and that was the time when you, when you played gay, they said, that's it. You can only play gay once. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and don't come out. Uh, it's crazy to think that when we were doing those shows, that's, and then, you know, here we are now we're promoting our gay Christmas movie. He's off doing, you know, I do all kinds of gay stuff. He's off doing the, you know, like a, a giant um, gay rom-com for a major studio that will be in movie theaters and in which every actor, whether they're playing queer or not, identifies as queer, uh, which is which is like if you told if you told Luke and Michael in their supporting roles on network television that someday there would be a movie where not only uh, gay people were playing gay people, but gay people were playing straight people too. Uh, we would not have believed you. And so that, that evolution in and of itself is pretty remarkable, but I, I would say something that's, that I've thought about that's very interesting to me is this idea, you know, like, like I, I'm, I'm so happy to be playing a character like Peter in single all the way, who I feel like is, is actually very close to me. Um, and my sensibility, uh, after having sort of first, my first big break was Ugly Betty, obviously, where I was playing this very flamboyant character who, who came from a a broken home where his mother didn't accept him. Um, and now he lived this fabulous, uh, life in fashion, wearing crazy costumes and, 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 and being, you know, very overtly queer. Um, and I, and in my audition for it, you know, I went for it. It was the, the only description was bitchy gay assistant. And I, and I was like, I'm going to make it as gay as I can. 
And on set, I've made it as gay. I mean, I did some gay shit on that show. And I look back and I think part of what at that time, because I was new and because I was in the closet professionally, I wasn't in the closet uh, personally, but I was in the closet professionally. Um, I think I had the courage to go all the way there uh, and, and play a character like that in a way that had I been out, I might not have. And I think when it comes to specifically like the flamboyantly campy characters, like, like my character in that, and that, and, you know, like a Sean Hayes in, in Will and Grace, um, uh, even like, like Chris Colfer uh, on Glee, like these characters that were like unabashedly queer on television being played by queer people who were told not to be out there was some kind of freedom in that for us to go all the way there with what we knew how to do and what we were able to do, because we could always sit, we could always sort of like, you know, well, no, that's it. Now I'm not going to play any more gay roles and for I can, you know, I can do whatever, you know? And, and then I feel like there was a, a phase where we were, we were casting straight people in those flamboyantly gay roles and it happened before and, 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 and it happened after, you know, when it happened during, but like suddenly we were, we were looking to straight people to play roles that were super flamboyantly gay. And that was a frustrating moment for me because I felt like, I felt like we were, we were casting them in these, these big roles, not just comedies, but serious, serious stuff too. And then we were giving them awards mm-hmm. for it. And there was something like, it was sort of like, you know, and, and, and I don't, I don't want to disparage anyone's work because this isn't about, sure. this isn't about that at all. I don't mean, I don't mean to say that they weren't good. Um, I just feel like, you know, like when they gave Eric Stone Street an Emmy and not Jesse Tyler Ferguson an Emmy, mm. that's crazy to me because Jesse was brilliant on that show. And, and somehow the fact that he was a gay man playing a, a slightly more subdued gay man than the straight guy playing super gay that we gave the straight guy who deserved the Emmy, by the way, like, why didn't we give Jesse an Emmy? He should have gotten several for that. That show was on for 20 years. Like we're supposed to applaud just because it was such a transformation for a straight actor to be right. And brave or whatever, you know, like, 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 Oh, look at him. He's so brave or whatever, you know, like, but but that so that was an interesting moment. That, that, that's an, and and I think that that moment may be maybe gone. But I remember I was doing. Sorry, I'm talking forever. I hope this is no, okay. I, I love listening. Please. I, I was I was doing Angels in America off Broadway with um, uh, Adam Driver. I played Prior Walter, and he played um, Lewis. And I'll never I'll never forget this. He was brilliant. He was brilliant. And that character is described as having a sibilant S, as uh, being effeminate, as as being as being little. Uh, there's a lot of like like there's a lot of descriptors of that character that imply certain things. Uh, and the role is kind of based, you know, it was originally Joe Mantello. It's kind of based on Tony Kushner. And then they cast Adam Driver because Adam Driver is a brilliant actor. But Adam Driver is massive. He's got hands bigger than my head. Uh, he doesn't have, he's, he's hopelessly heterosexual. 
And he played that role with, with his himself. He used himself to play that role. He didn't feel the need to add anything to make himself seem gay. He, he, he took himself. He said, I am gay enough. This person could be gay. And he played the role beautifully, brilliantly. And, and I wonder, and I, 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 and I've always sort of wondered, this was 10 years ago. I've always sort of wondered, like, how did he know? You know, what did he, what did he know that so many other people don't know? And would he have been rewarded if, if it had been like more, you know, like it, it, we were replacements, if we'd been there from the beginning, like, like, why can't we just say, this is, this is who I am and let the audience suspend their disbelief and buy it. Nobody watched that show and thought that guy doesn't seem gay to me. He said he was gay. He's in a gay relationship. Everything that he does, everything's gay. And the same way that like a gay person, a gay actor, like someone like me playing a straight character, an audience will suspend their disbelief. Mm-hmm. Will an award will will awards people? I don't know. Will casting people? I'm not sure. Will producers? I don't know. It's interesting you mentioned that ABC era because that was sort of when I was coming to my realization that I would be gay. I remember watching Brothers and Sisters, and that character was so important. The Luke McFarland Scotty character was so important because it was a show that I watched with my mother back in Ohio, and we would watch it on Sunday nights. And to her, it was one of the first experiences of seeing a gay character in a, in a show that she loved and that we could watch together. And I remember like watching her reaction to the things that it would, would happen on screen. And I know a lot of people feel similarly about Ugly Betty and that and, and the gay representation in that show. So I think at that time, a lot of us thought it would shift and we would have more gay actors in gay roles. And then it, it was interesting to see it. It stopped in a, in a weird way. Uh, and I hope now going forward, we are, it looks like, and I hope that we're going to start embracing all of these beautiful gay actors, like both of you and, and, and seeing more of that on screen, because I do think it's really important. Uh Quickly, I know I only have a couple minutes. Okay, the Britney song, can't you, uh, Santa, Can You Hear Me? Or Santa, Can You Hear Me? Yeah. Uh, you guys have a little moment in there. Do you guys love that song? And what do we think about Britney of it all? I love her. And that song, I was so happy it got its due in this movie. Well, I mean, I, I love Britney. Uh, of course, I am glad that she is free. I am <laughs> glad that she is free. Um, and I actually became a fan of the song uh, while filming. Literally, it's I play it like every I have to be careful with Christmas music because once I start it, it doesn't stop. Right. So <laughs> I have to be careful. So I do it in moderation. So it's about every two, three days now I'll play some yeah, Christmas yeah. music and I'm like, OK, let me get rid of it for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I got to let you two go. I ask all of my guests this as we wrap up your favorite Mariah Carey song. And who would you choose for People Magazine Sexiest Man Alive if you were choosing? Michael, go. Wow. Um, my favorite Mariah Carey song is All I Want for Christmas is You. I, 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 and I, I, think it's, I think it's perfect. I think it's the greatest Christmas song ever. And I do think that, it, that because of it, we don't know that Britney song better. But, but hopefully with our incredible dance in uh, Single All the Way, it will become the number two Christmas anthem. And if I were to choose People's Sexiest Man uh, Alive, I would choose Ryan Felipe. Oh, so hot. So hot. Philemon, same question. Okay. So since you said all I want for Christmas is you, um, I'll say, uh, does it have to be Christmas or just no, anything? Okay. Infinity. 
Infinity <sighs> is really good. Classic ballad. Yes. <laughs> um, and sexiest man. Uh, you can say it. You can say it. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and say Danny Philemon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say Idris. Idris Elba. So hot. You guys, I got to let you go. Thank you so much for Single All The Way. I think it's going to be a, a really important and wonderful film for so many people, as well as just being a fun, joyous rom-com of the season. Thank you both. Single All The Way is on Netflix December 2nd. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Danny. Thank you so much, Danny. Bye, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.